When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everybody, welcome to the Orange and Brown Talk podcast, our post-game edition of the podcast. Dan Lobby with Mary Kay Cabot and Ashley Bastock. We are at SoFi Stadium, uh, still in the press box. It's going to be a little bit of a quicker edition. We all have to go get on uh, some flights uh, here in a little bit, so we've got to leave. But we wanted to bring you a post-game podcast before that. So we're going to do this the way we've done it in the past. We'll each throw out one thing that kind of stood out to us from this game or one takeaway, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we'll offer some final thoughts at the end. But Mary Kay, let's start with you. What was your big takeaway from Sunday with the Browns losing 36-19 uh, to to the L.A. Rams? You know, they need some stability at the quarterback position. They need clean play at the quarterback position. They need somebody to calm the waters. They need somebody to step in and manage and handle this situation. As you guys know, I've said it many, many times. I think they should have brought Jacoby Brissett back. He's just the kind of guy that is perfect for a situation like this. Uh, they should have traded for him. I, I know for a fact uh, that he had a price and would have been available. Wouldn't have come cheap. Might have been a third rounder, uh, but I would have done that. Short of that, I would have traded uh, and gotten Jacoby Joshua Dobbs back here. But uh, none of those things happened, so they had to go out and they had to get Joe Flacco. Put him in a tough, tough spot today where he had to go out and start a game for the first time since the season finale of last season. So, you know, you really can't blame Joe for making a mistake. But he did the one thing in this game, after playing a really beautiful game for 53 minutes, he did the one thing that he can't do. He pressed, he forced, he threw a pick. You cannot go deep like that to Elijah Moore when you've got safeties roaming back there like J.J. 3. J.J. came in, picked it off. It really cost them the game. It cost them an opportunity uh, to go down there and, you know, take the lead again. I mean, 651 left. I mean, they could have gone down there and kicked a field goal. He was playing well. So I would start him again for sure because he's the best of their options right now. He's the best they have going. Um, but it, it's still, no matter who he's playing against, it's going to put him in a, in a very difficult spot. Yeah, I, I'd start him for the rest of the year. I would just say he's a, he's our starting quarterback, like not even a week-to-week thing. Um, and, and look, he did make the big mistake, and he's going to do that. He's going to turn the ball over. He's, he's going to take chances he maybe doesn't need to take. He's a gunslinger. He's got that mentality. He's going to turn it over. But the passing game we saw today looked different. Like, you actually had to worry about this passing game, and we've seen it with DTR the last two weeks. 
the Browns would come out in 11 personnel and teams wouldn't even change. They would stay heavy because they didn't, they weren't scared of that passing game. So if nothing else, Joe brought that. And the reality is, Ashley, beggars can't be choosers right now. If we're talking about Joe Flacco, we're talking about a 38-year-old who wasn't on a roster two weeks ago, who is the Browns' fourth starting quarterback. So if you get this kind of play out of that guy in this situation, I think you just have to roll with it. And you're right. he did play really well. Now, he can't make that mistake. I know, like we, we can certainly be critical of that mistake, but I think you're going to have to live with some of that and just acknowledge like this is not an ideal situation. And the fact that you have a guy that can run the offense like this and at least make throws like he made, you should just be happy for that. Yeah, I mean, I think we were at not an ideal situation like two quarterbacks ago at this point. You know what I mean? Like when they're starting P.J. Walker, um, who, again, you talk about gunslingers. Between those two guys, one of those guys is they're both going to turn the ball over. One is going to turn it over a lot more. And then, yeah, DTR, I think, like, we've seen the questions about being able to move the ball downfield. And, like, it really is a huge problem when that question exists and you don't have Nick Chubb. Right. Like, I think that is also kind of casts a shadow over everything involved with this pass game when it struggles right now. So I agree. I mean, it's going to be a clean sweep, just like in (laughs) one of our picks. Like, I think you do have to keep starting him at this point. At the very least, he has that experience and can get the ball downfield and the mistakes might come but yeah you gotta you gotta mitigate them obviously as best you can and Mary Kay you know Ashley said on our video this felt like watching the Browns offense in 2021 or 2020 this looked like Kevin Stefanski had found a guy who can at least do what he, you know that play action was working today um some of those levels concepts were working. there were things that were working on this offense with Kevin creating some opportunities and Joe taking advantage of opportunities you could see they were on the same page so I think there's room to grow there between the two and again just that ability to run a an NFL passing offense something that looks like an NFL offense through the air that's what this football team needs yeah and it you know Kevin Stefanski has coached many quarterbacks like this in his career. I mean, he has been able to do this with a lot of different guys. So this was not something new. In some ways, trying to adapt to Deshaun Watson was new to him more so than calling this kind of a game for Joe Flacco because he's used to doing that. You know, the Kyle Shanahan, you know, West Coast play action, horizontal type passing game with some deep shots and a lot of run. I mean, that that's what he's used to, right? This is what he's always done. Uh, in order to run more of the, you know, RPO, dual threat, running quarterback type of stuff, I mean, he's actually had to talk to a lot of people and educate himself, and, and he's done it over the years. But, you know, to do that full time, he has actually, you know, had to kind of relearn how to, how to do that sort of thing. Um, So this is old hat to him. This is old hat to him. And yes, they can build on it, and it's what they need to do. Uh, Now, if Joe goes out there and throws two picks against the Jaguars, if he starts throwing interceptions, then they're going to start to think about it. I mean, I, I don't know if they can say this is it for the rest of the season. I don't know if they can do that because they have to win the next game. I mean, they have to win the next game. Not must win. (laughs) <laughs> but they each week they have to go out and go one and up. They have to go one and up, 
And if they don't feel like he's going to give them the best chance to do that, now I think that's going to be the way that it turns out because he wears the big boy pants in the family right now. You know? I mean, he really does. But And he's the calming influence and the calming presence. But he can't be turning the ball over. He can't be throwing picks. He was almost picked off a couple times in this game, including another time uh, early in the first quarter by J.J. Three. He wanted himself an <laughs> interception today, man. And even, you know, dropped a little expletive after the game on uh, on X. But, um, but anyway, so, yeah, you know, as it stands right now, I would say Joe is their best option moving forward. Uh, but he's got to – he's got to win. He's got to win. That's the bottom line. Yeah. Okay, Ashley, what was your takeaway? Yeah, I think mine has to do with this defense the last couple of games. And, you know, I think this is the this is the first time all season that the Browns defense has failed to sack an opposing quarterback. Um, they're coming off the heels of a performance against the Broncos against Russell Wilson, where they only sacked him once, and they had four quarterback hits in that one. They only had two quarterback hits today. And I think you look at these last two opponents, Mary Kay's been harping on this, two very similar opponents, like Super Bowl caliber or Hall of Fame caliber, 35-year-old quarterbacks who have been around the block and done this a few times. And then you add in the fact, okay, the Browns have some key injuries. Miles Garrett defied the odds and went out there and played today with that taped-up shoulder after just returning to practice on Friday. And seven days ago, we all watched him not be able to lift his bag or put his shirt on because that shoulder was in so much pain. They didn't have Denzel Ward, and you talk to these guys, you hear them talk about marrying rushing coverage together all the time, so that certainly impacts their pass rushing ability when they lose their number one corner as well. Um, but a lot of it, I think, you know, has to do with these being bad matchups and their veteran quarterbacks who get the ball out really, really quickly. And that's when it comes down to those inches sometimes. And, you know, I'll be curious to hear what they say about pressures and things like that. We know the analytical value of it. I don't think it's suddenly the Browns can't rush opposing quarterbacks or they're lazy or something like that. I do think it's a matchup thing. I do think it's a Miles Garrett being hurt thing for these last two games too. But I think it just kind of underscores again to me the more I think about it, something that hasn't materialized the way we thought, which is, is there going to be that big time second and third edge rusher to help Miles Garrett? And I know Zadarius Smith and Obo Garanquo have done some good things, but we haven't seen the sack numbers come from either of those guys. I would like more players than just Miles Garrett to get sacks. That would be that would be nice. That would be ideal. I mean Mary Kay, I'm looking right now, it was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks ago when we were talking about boom boxes and best defense in the world. And ever since then, they've either just, and this is something you wrote about, they've either just kind of beat up on bad quarterbacks like Clayton Toon. Um, against Seattle, I thought they played well, but they did give up the game-winning touchdown after that interception. Uh, and these last two weeks, they've gotten taken advantage of by veteran, brilliant play callers and veteran, talented quarter. I mean, even Russ Wilson, you know, Sean Payton has just breathed new life into him. They're these teams are starting to exploit this defense. Absolutely, 100%. And that is why I wrote the column that I did heading into the Broncos game because I was studying everything that Russ was able to do with Sean Payton. And it it occurred to me, you know what? This is a darn good quarterback who's playing well this season, who's come up off the mat, who at that time had, I think, 19 touchdown passes against only four interceptions. 
Um, and once again, was starting to play like, I mean, he's a future Hall of Famer. He was starting to play like, uh, you know, the Russell of old a little bit. And when I looked back over, you know, the best defense in the land, they, they really had not been tested all that much by some of these premier quarterbacks. It's not like they had been out there beating the, um, you know, this year's Tua or this year's, you know, Patrick or, um, you know, or, you know, Aaron Rodgers when he's healthy or, or whatever. I mean, they, they just, I mean, they, they beat Kenny Pickett. They beat, they beat Brock Purdy only because their rookie kicker missed the kick. You know, they just hadn't really faced or, or played a, a bunch, a bunch of really, really good quarterbacks. The only one that I felt like they could really hang their head on was beating Lamar Jackson in that one game. And that was kind of it. Um, so I, you know, I did have a little bit of a concern about that, that they were feasting on a little bit of a soft QB schedule and that it could come back to haunt them. And that really comes back to haunt you when you get into the postseason, if there's anybody left standing in the postseason, (laughs) but that's when it comes back to haunt you because that's when, uh, you know, things tighten up and you need really, really good quarterback play. And that's who makes it deep into the playoffs usually are the really good quarterbacks. And they got Joe Burrow when he was on one leg. They didn't get good Joe Burrow, you know. They well, and well, for whatever reason, they beat Joe Burrow anyway. Well, like they do. I, I don't know. That's just a weird matchup. So I, anything, any sort of Joe Burrow thing is just like wonky. But well, yeah. But still, I mean, you're, doesn't change the point you're making. Right, right. The fact that you know they have struggled against these resurgent, hot-handed, really, really good veteran. Quarterbacks. Now, they don't have a bunch of them coming down the pike, uh, fortunately for them. But that's what's happened these past two weeks to this defense is uh, Sean McVay and Sean Payton have schemed it up to take Miles out of the game. And last week, he, you know, he was okay last week. He wasn't injured last week. This week, he said it really didn't bother him. So, you know, who knows? Who knows if that has anything to do with it or if they're just taking him out. And, yeah, it does matter that nobody else is getting any sacks on this team. I mean, Zadarius Smith, I'm sorry, we're all getting tired. Um, Zadarius we'll get Smith, <laughs> Zadarius Smith has two and a half sacks. I mean, come on. That's, that's not enough. You know, you, you have to have somebody else drawing, taking some of that attention away from Miles. The next leading sacker is Obo with three and a half. I mean, that, that's not how this is supposed to go. So it just hasn't really quite been what it was supposed to be. You're supposed to have potentially three guys in double-digit sacks at this point. And it's not working out that way. Yeah, I mean, look, I love pressures. There's a great clip of Bill Belichick talking about pressures and everything they can do to a guy. But you do need some sack production. It can't just all be pressures, especially in a game like this when your back end wasn't even if they were creating pressure today, your back end certainly wasn't taking advantage of it. It was just a bad defensive performance all around. Here's a familiar tune for my takeaway. Let's talk wide receivers because the situation now is Amari Cooper has a concussion. Uh, we mentioned this in our post-game video. Amari plays through things. He gets out on the field, but this is one of those things that he doesn't have a choice in the matter. You don't just get to suck it up and play if you want to. He's got a clear protocol. That's hard to do in a week. Not impossible, but but hard to do. And so now you're in a situation where your number one receiver is Elijah Moore, who had a good game today, but 
look, he's small. He doesn't do what Amari does. Said Tillman is getting a lot of playing time now. He was actually your number two receiver today. Elijah Moore was playing as your three. Uh, David Bell is getting a lot of playing time. Marquise Goodwin is in the – he's had a concussion now. What is it, Mary Kay, four games? I think he's missed four. So, I, look, we've been beating this drum since the summer, even when we had really high hopes for what Elijah Moore could be, that this team – Felt a receiver short, and if something happened to Amari, we were going to notice it. Well, here we are, Mary Kay. I, we're going to notice this if Amari has to miss time. Yeah, once again, I think that was something, you know, I know I wrote a column about it, that they should sign DeAndre Hopkins. And was it going to be perfect? I didn't know. I didn't know if it was going to be perfect. But what I did know is that he had excellent chemistry with Deshaun Watson, and that he that I was pretty sure he would end up with a 1,000-yard season with Deshaun Watson, of course, if Deshaun had stayed healthy. And when you really think that you are going to the Super Bowl or want to go to the Super Bowl, you got to load up. you got to get as many, um, you know, as many weapons as you can on the team. And they, you know, they, they did not do that. And now they are left short potentially for a few weeks. I mean, said Tillman is still learning the game. I mean, he's a rookie. Elijah, he did come alive to a certain extent today, but 42 of his 83 yards came on one reception. So it's not like he was consistently making plays. He only had, you know, he had four catches and that's good. But again, the other three catches went for 41 yards and, you know, that's still going to be a work in progress. And if they game plan to take him out of the game now, like the way that they they did with Amari, you know, you're going to run into some problems there. But, um, you know, hopefully for everybody concerned, Amari will make it back quickly. A lot of times when you get the concussion on Sunday, you don't play the next week. Sometimes you do, but a lot of times you don't. And they're going to be hurting without Amari. It is, it's a very difficult turnaround. Yeah. Um, and we, it's rare instances. It has happened, but rarely, that you are back out there the next week because of the way they've changed the protocol. You know, it, <laughs> we, whether it was DeAndre Hopkins or somebody else, I, you know, look, DeAndre's been really good. And not, I don't know his full numbers, but I know he's had some good games in Tennessee, even with Will Levis. I think today, I, I just looked it up, he had five for 75. So, I, I mean, Ashley, like, they just, they didn't do enough at this position. And said Tillman has come to life a little bit, but I, he just doesn't seem ready to take on too much of a workload. So I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do if they don't have Amari. They're, they're going to be in some trouble. I know. I just, I, I do think that's the one guy that he goes down and I'm like, I don't know what this past <laughs> game looks like, you know? And I mean, it goes back to this larger question that we have about this regime and like, why haven't they really been able to find that like game-changing receiver beyond Amari Cooper? Why haven't they been able to draft somebody? Like, they technically drafted Donovan Peoples-Jones, right? But then they traded him away. And he, like, yeah. probably developed, he developed into what he was going to be here. And that's fine. Like, he played a very important role on this team for the last few years. Um, and then they wanted to get Cedric Tillman a chance. And, yeah, I agree with you. I think Ced does some really good things. But he's not ready to be a wide receiver number one somewhere, you know? And I don't, I don't think anybody thought that. So it is concerning, and I mean, I, I think I, I go back to, as well, this Elijah Moore not really developing as quickly as what I think everyone thought he would in this offense, 
them being able to use him in a variety of ways. That hasn't materialized. And, you know, I do think, I said this in our video, this felt like the best individual game we've seen from him. I think it's no accident that, you know, he has a ton of familiarity with playing with Joe Flacco since they played together on the Jets. But, yeah, it's a concern. Like, I have, it's, like, bleak to me if Amari Cooper has to miss any amount of time, but especially if it was a situation where, you know, he's out multiple weeks with head injury. Okay, quick break, and then we're going to come back real quick, and we're going to offer kind of our final thoughts on this game here from SoFi Stadium. And back on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast, Dan Lobby, Mary Kate Cabot, Ashley Bastock, Browns losers here to the Rams with 36-19, mm-hmm. right? Okay, 36-19. Final thoughts. Who wants to go first? You know, I'm just going to kind of reiterate what I mentioned before. Start Joe Flacco against the Jaguars. Now, they are playing on Monday night, so they're going to have to come in and regroup quickly and get ready to play the Cleveland Browns. Uh, You know, it will really help the Browns if they have Denzel Ward back. But the thing about Denzel is that, you know, we just don't know yet if he's going to be back for this game. And they're hurting without him. So, you know, they need him back, but I would go ahead and and start the grown-up, start the uh, 15-year veteran, now 16th-year pro, Joe Flacco, in this game and try to keep the waters calm and you know he he's got to know that that he's you know he can't throw the decisive game crushing pick in a moment like that it's a mistake he cannot make yeah that's i think we all agree mm-hmm. you had to go to joe flacco i would do it for the whole season you would at least do it for one game <laughs> i think joe flacco's got to start the next game can i i'm gonna jump in i'm gonna go next actually know what I'm not going to go next. Ashley, you go ahead. Okay. I wonder if we're going to say the same thing because I am, I was, I alluded to this on an earlier pod this week, but, and I, I'll add the caveat that winning cures a lot of things and losing brings out a lot of warts and ailments and all that. And they are coming off two losses, but I wonder if this whole trip and having these guys be gone for nine days did ultimately have the opposite effect since they've been gone for a while. You know, we, we talked to multiple guys. They looked exhausted, talking about wanting to get back to their own bed. I do wonder if that played a factor in today and maybe some of the production questions and issues. And I, I always got the thinking behind it. But I've also always kind of been like, well, this, this could go the other way, too. This is a long time. And you guys have been here the whole time. I haven't even been here the whole time. I got here yesterday. It's a long time to be away. And we're just writing and talking about it. Okay, we're not playing it. Yeah, and, and, you know, for, for some, it's different for every every person, right? But, like, a guy like Joel Batonio is away from his family, away from his kids. And, uh, you know, like, when you're on the road and sometimes you still got to put out fires at home or deal with stuff at home, that that's even harder than when you're just going from the facility to your house and dealing with that stuff. So that's hard. I thought maybe a change of scenery, like, because this team hasn't had to buy, and I'm actually going to get to that in mind, I thought maybe a change of scenery would help a little bit, Mary Kay. Like, hey, it looks different out here. The weather's nice. Everybody feels refreshed. But I do wonder if this team has just gotten a little bit road-weary because this was their fifth road game in seven weeks. And, like, even if you're a millionaire athlete with great accommodations and everything's being taken care of for you, like, it's still tough living out of a hotel room. And it did feel, and maybe we're not saying this if they won, Obviously, we're not saying this if they won, but Ashley's right. It did feel like a lot of guys in that locker room were just kind of tired. 
Yeah, I mean, I can kind of see that, but here's here's the thing to remember. More so, I think, than road-weary, I think they're injury-weary. Yes. I think they're just so battered and beat up on this football team, and you cannot overstate it. I mean, my God, you look over there, you've got Deshaun Watson sitting, you know, in a box or a suite or whatever. You've got Nick Chubb over there on crutches. We don't even see Jack Conklin around anymore. He's out for the season. You've got Denzel Ward, their number one cornerback. We're not just talking about guys being out. We're talking about their all pros. We're talking about their superstars. We're talking about their pro bowl players. And Miles Garrett, okay, maybe his shoulder isn't that bad. But I mean, I did watch him not be able to lift his arm last week. And lo and behold, didn't have a sack again this week. So, you know, these are their best, best football players. I think, you know, when they planned this trip, their starting quarterback was Deshaun. Their starting running back was Nick. I have to think that right now, if they if they had won in Denver, they would have come here with some momentum. They came on this trip to LA with, you know, kind of beat up and and they they tried to rally. I thought that they were so chipper and so spirited during these three practices that maybe they could pull it together. But let's be honest, down to your fourth quarterback, down to your fourth quarterback, I just think it's taking an enormous toll on this team. Yeah, so so that was kind of a long one. Like mine is along these same lines, like just sort of the mental toll, the grind, the fatigue. It just, I keep coming back to this. They had a week five bye. And I kind of felt at the time, like maybe they needed that because of the green, but I felt like that early bye was going to come back to haunt this team because we, we go through seasons where you get to the bye at week eight or week nine. And what are we talking about? Hey, it's a chance to reset. It's a chance to get guys healthy, rest your bodies, all of that stuff. When you have it in week five, you just go straight through and you don't get a chance to rest your body and you don't get a chance to get guys healthy. And I think that's catching up to this team a little bit too, that they're just grinding this thing out. Um, now, again, they've got some opponents that hopefully they can just beat up on regardless. But I think that early buy combined with the early start to training camp, combined with the trip, I just think all of this and all the injuries just piling up every time they look up, somebody else is hurt or out for the season or on IR. I think it's all adding up mentally. And I think I still think this week five buy, and they're not the only ones that had an early buy. I still think it's going to catch up to them. But it is the earliest possible bye that yes. you can have. That's, yes. They weren't the only ones that had it, but that is the first week that the bye is even available. So, yeah, I'm with you. It's, it was. I think that was the number one thing on the schedule that I pinpointed immediately. And of course, they'll never complain about it because what, what's that going to change? Terrible, terrible luck for them. Okay, we got to get out of here. We got flights to catch. Appreciate everyone listening. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, search Orange and Brown Talk. Find us on YouTube, search Cleveland Browns on cleveland.com. Uh, go to cleveland.com slash browns and click the blue banner at the top of the page to become a football insider subscriber. We've got the we've gotten the get out of here symbol signal. We'll talk to everyone later. From Mary Kay and Ashley, I'm Nate.